Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Voice Memos. I am currently recording this on Sunday night. I have my ambient lighting on. I have some Harvest tea that I just got from Trader Joe's. It's stunning. It's hitting right now. Today we are just going to chill and you're going to learn about me. I asked on my Instagram stories any questions that you guys had about me. And we'll also chat about my current favorites. So let's get into it. The first question is, are you planning on staying in Arizona? So for those of you who don't know, I went to the University of Arizona in Tucson for college. Um, I graduated in 2020 and I live in Phoenix, Arizona now. And I'm originally from Michigan, but I do love it out here. However, I don't think I'll be here forever, like at all. I can definitely see myself uh, living here and raising a family here later on. But I do want to explore more. I've always wanted to live in Colorado. I kind of feel called to the Pacific Northwest lately too, even though I would hate the weather. So I don't know what I'm thinking with that, but... I don't necessarily think I will be in Arizona forever, um, but it is one of my favorite places and I, I love it right now. Um, okay, so the next question is kind of more of an advice question, is how to work through your insecurities. And I think there's two ways to approach any insecurities that you have. And you have to start by looking at them and saying, okay, is this something that I can actually change? And if so, am I going to make that change? Or am I going to keep fucking complaining about it? And number two, if I can't change it, I need to accept it. So basically, figure out if you can or cannot change it. I'm going to give you guys an example from my life. That might sound dumb to you, but it's one of my biggest insecurities forever. So growing up, people always bullied me for my forehead and it was always my least favorite feature on my face. And I literally considered getting like hairline surgery. Obviously, it's like $10,000 fucking dollars and that wouldn't be for another like 10 years. But I actually just needed to get bangs. And I love my hair with bangs now. I feel like I just was meant to have bangs. I should have got them a long time ago. But that was an example of something that I could just change. And I did. And I was like, all right, well, now I don't have to worry about that anymore. And it makes it easier to start accepting myself for what I really look like like I used to edit my fucking head in pictures like facetune my face so much it's probably so obvious like I don't know what I was doing but I was so insecure about it and it makes me really sad because like it's just my fucking face like I don't know I better like it but I'm not saying you necessarily have to say I'm so beautiful I love myself if you really don't like it like if you can change it, if you want to get a nose job, do it. By all means, like get lip filler, get whatever, because if it's going to help you get over that insecurity, that's fine. And if it doesn't, then maybe you have, you know, deeper issues. But I feel like a lot of the time when you make those minor physical changes, it makes such a difference in your confidence. And you're like, damn, why didn't I do this like 10 fucking years ago? So I really say I like encourage that for sure but there also is the alternative always to just accept it and love yourself <laughs> in terms of like personality insecurities though um that you just have to say fuck it like I am who I am 
I was born this way, baby. Like, <laughs> you know, life's too short to not just be your fucking self. And that's all I really have to say about that. Okay, this question also makes me like emo. Someone asked, when do you feel the happiest? And I think the number one thing I would say is just like in nature, in the sunshine. You can't go wrong being outside in some beautiful nature and it's like 75 degrees in the sun's, you know, beaming down on you and surrounded by the people that I love. I think that's when I'm the happiest. It's a really sweet question and something to consider. You know, I should probably go outside more if that's really how I feel. <laughs> it's easy to get just like stuck in my apartment because I don't have a balcony and I'm also just facing a brand new apartment being built. So I can't see like any type of civilization out my window. And just because my windows are just like on the wall and that's it. Like there's no balcony. They don't go to the floor. I don't know how to explain it, but with my ADHD and like lack of object permanence and everything, like I literally forget the world exists kind of. And if you are mentally ill, you'll also understand what I'm saying. But yeah, I probably should get outside more because I don't know. I just live in this little 500 square foot shoebox that I love. It's perfect for me, but I, yeah. I don't know, I feel like a little hamster in a cage sometimes. <laughs> okay, next question, favorite shoes. Number one, I would have to just say black boots. Like if I could only wear one genre of shoes ever again, it would be black boots. Next up is white sneakers and it's really close. Or just any like comfy sneakers in general. I'm definitely more of a comfortable shoe person. Like, I don't tend to wear heels very often. I'm getting into them more because I'm starting to embrace my femininity. femininity. I cannot say that word. It's like anemone and name out. <laughs> but I also just, like, hate wearing heels because they hurt my fucking feet. And I don't know how people do it. I don't know if I have, like, something wrong with my feet or if I'm just, like, a fucking pussy. I have a really, really, really low pain tolerance. Like, if you touch me, I'm like, ow! And it genuinely hurts. So, yeah. But, like, I wish I wore heels more because they always look so good on everybody and they make your legs look sexy as fuck. So, I'm trying to get more into that. But definitely my favorite shoes genres, black boots specifically. Actually, though, I don't know. I might have to rescind my statement. Because I think the number one shoes that I put on my feet right now are my New Balances. Either one that I have. Um, they are so fucking comfy. And they go with every goddamn outfit on this earth. So I actually changed my answer. It's New Balances. Okay, the next question is, if you could only use one makeup product forever, what would it be? And immediately, you guys... It's funny how a lot of these answers have actually just come to me, like, immediately. Like, I just think of it right away. And I'm like, all right, well, I better say that. Because otherwise, I'm going to be lying. And what came to my head right away is fucking bronzer. I am Irish, okay? I'm so pale. I'm as pale as they come. And bronzer 
always just takes me to the next level because it literally gives me life and color and blush is a second runner up too but like if I just had blush on my pale skin I look sick like bronzer is definitely my number one girl and specifically cream bronzer I've been loving cream products lately 100% okay by the way I literally just realized that I forgot to do inspiration of the week at the beginning of this episode but fear not I really do want to talk about something I'll just put it in at the end so stay tuned for that The next question is, what was high school like for you? (laughs) And I want to talk about this because, I don't know, I feel like people probably make assumptions about my high school experience. And in reality, I had a really good one in general, but my friends were the most toxic, psychotic people on planet Earth. So I was constantly in the middle of drama and my friends backstabbing me left and right talking shit about me and literally bullying me to my face they were awful um but I also did have other great friends and like I liked my school in general you know we did fun shit we had like a fun football team and all that stuff like I had a good wholesome experience but I also was surrounded by psychotic people so it was interesting and spicy every single day I also actually had, like, crippling fucking anxiety and depression in high school. This episode, I'm just really spilling the beans, like, I guess that's what I meant to do, though, so. Anyway, I was nauseous every single day before school because of anxiety, but, like, in high school, I didn't realize that. I didn't know it was my anxiety, and this is a really common thing that happens because most doctors don't know this either, um... Yeah, so I had all these tests done, like, we couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, and none of my friends, well, my real, no, I guess I didn't have real friends, so I don't know. Nobody believed me except for my mom, thank God, who was the only person that mattered, because she called me out of school, but I literally felt like I was going to throw up every single morning, just because I dreaded going to school so much, and, um, you know, I'm just, I'm really glad that that part of my life is over because it was fucked up and shitty however like I said it was also like genuinely good and having that horrible horrible experience in high school just made college so much better when I actually found like my real friends and found my confidence stopped feeling that anxious like I just want to put that out there I don't know what you know I don't know if anybody is high Oh my god, can I say something fucking correctly? I don't know if any of you are in high school, but if you are, I promise it's going to get so much better, okay? Like, I don't know what kind of crazy fucking people say that high school is the best years of your life. Those people are smoking something because it's the complete opposite. It's the worst years of your life. It's so painful and you're so fucking confused about who you are as a person. And everybody is. So everybody's just projecting their insecurities onto each other and freaking the fuck out every single day. I don't know. I I mean, maybe this isn't a universal experience, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. Let's move on. Um, This is a little more lighthearted. Or... (laughs) They asked if I'm a morning or night person. And it's funny because a couple years ago, I would have completely said I'm a night person. And now 
it's switched. It really has. I used to absolutely despise waking up early. I hated it. It was painful. It made me feel sick. <laughs> and I know that's what it's like for a lot of people because that's generally how I felt. Um, but this year in January, I decided like I wanted to change that and I wanted to have a morning routine and enjoy morning times. Because in quarantine, I started to kind of enjoy it a little bit more. And even like my senior year of college, I really enjoyed going to class in the morning. I don't know why. Like, I had an 8 a.m. on Mondays and Wednesdays, and it was only like two feet from my house. Like, dead ass. I had to walk, okay, like 100 feet, but so close. So I would leave at 7.59 and roll right out of bed. But then when I got home and it was 9 a.m., I was like, oh, like, it's nice. Like, I like being up early and, like, already having a class done, you know. Because I used to be the person that slept in until, like, 10 or 11, you know, every chance I got. So, like, being done with the class at 9 was early for me then. And I just started to appreciate the mornings more. And now I'm kind of shifted. Like, I don't really enjoy staying up late. I do like the evening time. It's very cozy and it has its own good vibes like right now with my tea and candles and everything it's really nice but there's something about like the hope for a good day in the morning and the energy that is around you when not everybody's awake yet and in Arizona it's sunny every single goddamn morning at like 6 a.m and so the sun is beaming through my windows my disco ball is being beautiful and spreading its light <laughs> and I don't know, it just puts me in a really good mood. So now I would have to say after that fucking eight minute rant, I'm a morning person for sure. The next question is what makes you feel confident in an outfit? And I really love this question because it's something I want everyone to experience. So I'm glad I get to talk about it. For me, like I said with shoes, honestly, like the number one thing that makes me feel good is literally being comfortable because if I'm wearing something that's uncomfortable, I'm just automatically unhappy and feel insecure and feel like I want to say like bloated almost like I just feel like gross in my clothes and I can't enjoy myself. So wearing things that are comfortable is the number one thing. Also wearing things that I truly love and not wearing things that I just think are trendy because I also talked about this in my episode about finding your personal style, but whenever I used to wear an outfit that like I thought was cute and popular and trendy, but it really wasn't my personal style, I literally would feel so awkward and I feel like it literally like shows through an outfit if you genuinely deep down don't like it. I don't know, at least for me, because I I cannot like pretend that I'm pulling it off if it's like not something I would truly wear and I'm just taking a picture in it so this is like something as a content creator but I think even I don't know I feel like some of my friends would maybe do this too not to like talk bad about them but I feel like a lot of us just generally like gravitate toward trendy pieces thinking they're gonna be cute because they're trendy but they don't really suit us and then it's like I don't know I just think it shows so wearing things that are really true to you and that you're comfortable in, like physically comfortable, I think is the number one way to be confident in your outfit. Because when you have those two things down, like nobody can say shit to you. Who cares what anyone else thinks if you like your outfit? 
Okay, the last question about me that I'm going to answer is, are you spiritual? And yes, I am very spiritual. I grew up Catholic, like I was raised Catholic. I was confirmed in eighth grade and all of that shit, which if you don't know what that means, I really don't know either. I basically like took a class and like had to say prayers and they did something. And I was confirmed into the church, but... Uh, my parents, I didn't want to do it um, because the Catholic and Christianity, whatever, in general, the religion never really resonated with me. Like the stories, I was just like, this doesn't make sense. I don't know. And I did believe always that there was some sort of power out there, but I just didn't think it was like Jesus and God, whatever. And so after eighth grade, you know, in high school and college, I kind of just lived my life like, yeah, whatever. I'm not religious, didn't really think about it. I kind of thought religion was dumb, like I was edgy, you know. I even identified as an atheist at one point. Um, and then I took this class that was called like religion and spirituality uh, my junior year of college. Oh, and it was the psychology of religion and spirituality. It was a really difficult but interesting class. Um, and I learned a lot about spirituality in that class and what it really means. And it's not just, you know, voodoo bullshit. Like, this is basically other another version of religion in a way. Um, but instead of God, it's just based in the universe, you know. And everything started to make more sense to me when I was learning it in that context. And then um, during quarantine, I just... I, as everybody did, I did a lot of introspection. That's basically what led me to start this podcast is all of the self-reflection that I started doing uh, during quarantine, which also was a lot from TikTok. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but the amount of like amazing spiritual content on TikTok is really insane. And this all just kind of jump started me exploring this more and more. Um, and yeah, and also like astrology, which I feel like kind of goes along with it. And I started doing yoga, more meditation, which has all really helped my mental health. So I'm grateful for that. We have another advice question that is going to end off the um, Q&A portion today. So by the way, you guys, you can always email voicememospod at gmail.com with any questions and Eventually, I want to do like advice column episodes when we have enough, but we just have one for today. I wasn't going to read the beginning of this email and gas myself up because I felt like I was bragging, but honestly, it was so sweet, so I'm going to read it all. Just started watching your content and listening to your podcast. You make me feel so safe. I love listening to your talks about confidence. Like, that literally makes my heart fucking sing, so thank you so much. Okay, she said, I'm currently doing content creation as well, but I just don't know how to put myself in a position of expertise. Like, I'm here for my audience and I know what I'm talking about. I hear the way you talk and how you're just here to be the older sister you've never had. How did you get the confidence to say that when you first started out? I have imposter syndrome and feel so awkward about it. Would love to hear about your journey and any tips you have. Thank you. Okay, so yes, let's dive the fuck in. To quickly define imposter syndrome, if you guys haven't heard of it, it says imposter syndrome is a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. Imposters suffer chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their competence. So 
I think if you struggle with this first, honestly, I know it sounds stupid, but the number one thing that I recommend is positive affirmations. Whatever you're doubting about yourself, turn that statement around. So since you said you're doing content creation, we can put it in that context. For example, if you feel shy and you don't like talking on the camera and you're telling yourself, I'm so awkward on like stories, you know, I feel so weird talking to my audience. Literally stop that thought in your brain and turn it around. And even if you don't believe it, which you won't at first, just say, I feel so confident on camera. I love sharing my life on Instagram whatever the fuck. This is just an example, but literally reframe your self-doubting thoughts into positive affirmations. Write them down and just read them every single day and think of them when you're having those negative thoughts. Stop yourself and say, no, that's not true. Look at all this actual proof I have. That's another thing about imposter syndrome. Like, just look at it. Like, look at your content, read the comments, read the messages you get. And let yourself really feel that pride in yourself, you know? You're amazing. Like, fuck. It makes me really sad to hear that you're struggling with that. But also, just in terms of putting yourself in a position of expertise, that all comes from just your internal confidence. So as long as you are confident in what you're saying, like, that's the same energy that people are going to pick up on. If you are sitting there like, fuck, I don't know if like people are going to believe this. Like, I don't know if I should be posting this. People are going to sense that. I don't know. So literally just believe in yourself and you will be automatically framing yourself in that position of expertise, if that makes sense. As long as you are confident. And I know you said you listened to the episode about confidence. So I'm trying to think of anything else that I didn't say in that episode. And... One thing, when you said, like, how did you get the confidence to say that when you first started out? Basically, I'm just already telling myself I I know what I'm doing and that I have an audience and kind of already living in that persona and in that mindset because why the fuck not, you know? Like, if I'm timid about my podcast and, like, embarrassed about it or whatever, like, who is going to want to listen to that? So you just have to literally trust yourself and know that things will come eventually as long as you are being authentic and expressing yourself fully I don't know I really hope that makes sense and I'm not just like saying bullshit because I don't know we'll see but I think that's just me having imposter syndrome right there honestly though if that doesn't help you send me another fucking email girl and be like I need more advice, you bitch, (laughs) and I'll help you out. Okay, now I want to move on to my favorites, my current fave products and life experiences. So to start with specific products, I wrote down the Cocoa Kind sunscreen and eye cream. First of all, Cocoa Kind is like all natural and vegan and super clean ingredients it's at target it's pretty affordable the sunscreen is 20 something dollars everything's like under 30 dollars and it's really really good and the sunscreen is the first sunscreen i've ever used that doesn't make my skin greasy and oily 
like ever so i really really like it if you have like oily prone skin it's so good and the eye cream is also the most effective amazing feeling eye cream that i've ever encountered like if you get puffy eyes from allergies or if you cry like me <laughs> a lot or you just like have eye bags whatever it's so good so i've been loving both of those the next thing i'm a little bit depressed about because i just realized it's discontinued and i've just had it forever this little sample and i just used it and it's not sold anymore but it's this um sephora like cheek it's basically like cream blush in a little container and it's the most beautiful color and it's like so cute it goes on so well and blends really well and i'm just sad that i won't be able to buy it again um and i don't know i feel kind of dumb talking about it because you guys can't get it either but i've really been liking it so i think i'm gonna try the glossier cheek tint after i run out because i feel like that'll be the closest thing to the sephora one i'm using now but if any of you know what i'm talking about and know a dupe please let me know because i love it the next thing i've been loving is hair rollers and i'm not alone in this i'm not having an original thought they're all over tiktok um and everybody's obsessed with doing their hair like a 90s model but so am i and rightly so they work honestly really well i'm gonna post a tutorial this week and I'm still trying to figure it out, but in general, I'm really loving what they do for my hair. I'm sick of just curling my hair with a wand. Like, that's all I've done for years and years and years. So I feel more like a, I don't know, mature and elevated in a way when I like blow out my hair with the rollers. And they were like $8 at Target. So if you've been wanting to get some, do it. This is your sign. And to go along with that, I use this uh, Revlon hair brush that's not the big one that a lot of people have it's a little smaller one it's red and it's kind of like a curling iron but blow dryer um if anyone's interested let me know and i'll send you a link i got it at target it's red like you said and it's like 20 something dollars so i use that to blow out my hair and like heat it up and then i put it in the rollers and it's been working great and there's literally another thing that goes with this. It's my bamboo hairbrush. Um, I used a wet hairbrush like forever. And like that brand, you know, wet brush. And for whatever reason, mine disappeared into the abyss. Like I just lost the one I had. And so when I went home to Michigan, um, I grabbed this bamboo brush that I had in high school. And I really like it. It's really soft on your head and like brushes your hair nicely and honestly like makes my hair look really shiny so if you need a new hairbrush i love those i think you can get them like anywhere and the last little beauty product that i've been loving is this hand cream i got on amazon and it's really aesthetic and cute to have out like on your bathroom i don't know counter or whatever it could be anywhere like it looks like cute decor there's like six of them and they're cute colors and it just says the scent on the front, like in white cursive. It's cute. They're not chuggy, okay? I promise. The next thing, holy shit, I got these mini little pumpkin pillows from the Target dollar section. And they are bringing me so much joy. I just love any fall decor in these like cozy little 
pumpkins. I got a pink one, a blue one, and an orange one, and they have a gold stem. They're just adorable, and they were literally $1 each, so run to Target if you need fall decor because they had a bunch of cute little shit. I also got um, a delicious candle from Anthropology. It's one of the Voluspa ones. It's Baltic Amber. It smells like heaven, like fall heaven. And I want to make a disclaimer that I can't do vanilla candles, pumpkin candles, caramel, like anything super sweet like that. It makes me want to throw up. But Amber is basically that same kind of vibe but not as sweet and like headache inducing so oh my god it just smells so good and like sweet and like the holidays and the anthrop whoa <laughs> the anthropology candles are so beautiful and like aesthetic and just bring me so much joy so highly recommend um okay and then the last thing is more of like a broad aesthetic change that I'm going through right now. <laughs> I kind of had a breakthrough when I went home because I've always been drawn to pastel colors and wanted to decorate my apartment with pastel things and wear pastel things. And I don't know, I kind of like that like Danish pastel eclectic vibe, but especially with the prints that I hung up in my apartment, which I fucking deliberated on forever trying to pick them I've been living here for almost seven months now and like I just got prints up on my living room wall last month I still don't even have enough in my bedroom I'm gonna do it now that I figured it out but I really didn't like that style and I've realized I actually like more like Parisian really girly like vintage French decor I don't even know I'm gonna have to just post it and show you guys because I can't really explain it with words because it's not like exactly Parisian but like little details of that you know and I all my frames are like plain like I want to get vintage frames and I don't know just make things look less like modern because I realized that's not really my taste I found this vintage music box that I had and it has a little fairy that spins and it plays music. It's a jewelry box. And it's literally the most adorable thing ever. I brought it back with me because I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I'll post it um, on Voice Memo's Instagram because you guys need to see it. But I just was like, holy shit, this is literally where I got like my personality from. Like I love fairies and like pastels. And I'm realizing I like this girly stuff. And I don't know. I like repressed this for so long. I was just listening to Emma Chamberlain's episode about the feminine mold. And I don't know. She kind of said how she like grew up and she never felt feminine. Um, and I kind of felt the same way. But I, in my case, like I was repressing it. Because all my friends were like tomboys and I wanted to be cool like them. In her case, all her friends were girly and she was trying to be girly. But I kind of like repressed my girliness in middle school. And I'm realizing now like I'm just fucking rambling. But seriously, you guys, as I do more like inner child stuff, which by the way, let me know if you want me to do an episode about inner child work. I think I just 
I might do it anyway, but if you're interested, let me know. I've been doing more and more with myself and I'm realizing like I like pink and I like girly princessy stuff and like hearts. I don't know, <laughs> but I think you guys know what I'm saying. And I don't know, it's just kind of fun to like realize who I really am again. And also now I know how I want to decorate my apartment. So I'm excited for that too. Woo, I feel like I just went off on the world's largest tangent. That's what this whole episode feels like. I had fun though. It really flew by um, recording this. <laughs> so to end it off, we're going to talk about the inspiration of the week because I forgot about it at the fucking beginning. I saw a video um, and a girl said this quote that honestly changed my life. As someone with anxiety and ADHD, it really explained how I feel when like things get interrupted. And she said, the moment is not fragile. And if I don't know, if you don't like struggle with anxiety or anything else, you might not even really care about what I just said. But the moment isn't fragile. Like you can do something else for a second and come back to what you're doing or like, you know, something can go a little off plans and it's going to be okay. And that's really hard to accept, but it's something I've been learning more and more. And that, I don't know, that quote just made me feel so good and literally healed a lot of things for me. So that is what I have to share this week. I literally love you guys so much. Um, my podcast is my favorite thing to do by far. It's just so fun. And I feel like so many people with the podcast say that. They're like, I just want to quit all my other social media. <laughs> but I do love taking pictures and making content. But really, just sitting and chatting and gossiping is my fucking passion. I saw this TikTok comment that said, gossip runs through my veins instead of blood. <laughs> and I was like, same. So on that note, I hope you guys have an amazing week. And I'll talk to you next Monday. You are the fucking best if you listened to this whole episode.